station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I do want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, you get 50% off your range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. All right. Um, what do we have here? First of all, I'm live streaming. Okay. So if you wanted to watch the video of the show and catch what happens during the commercial breaks, you can go to youtube.com slash Casey the host or twitch.tv slash Casey the host. A lot of new people hopped onto Twitch today, by the way. So that's, uh, that's good to see. While you're at either platform, please subscribe to my channel. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button and click on the bell icon to get notified when I upload new videos as well. All right. Um, for those of you who did not watch the debate last night, and who could blame you? Did you see Pat Sajak's? I'm looking at Joe like he saw this. Did you see Pat Sajak's tweet about this? No. Two minutes before the debate starts, he's like, I'm super, I'm paraphrasing, I'm super pumped for the debate. And then uh, two minutes after the debate started, he goes, I'm done. <laughs> he's out. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have some of the, I, I guess you would call them highlights. They're probably more like lowlights for most of you. But I wanted to go ahead and play them for you so you got a sense of what actually happened last night at the debates. And by the way, a lot of people are giving Pete Buttigieg the nod uh, for doing well last night. Most of you disagreed, but I'm just letting you know what the people are saying. Here's the highlights. Sometimes there are issues that are bigger than politics, and I think that's the case with this impeachment inquiry. Uh, in my judgment, Trump is the most corrupt president in the history of this country. He has committed crimes in plain sight, and on this issue with Ukraine, he has been selling out our democracy. Multi-trillion dollar hole, and without... Uh... I want to give a reality check here to Elizabeth, because no one on this stage wants to protect billionaires, not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. <laughs> uh, we just have different approaches. Your idea is not the only idea. You have not specified how you're going to pay for the most expensive plan, Medicare for all. Will you raise taxes on the middle class? I have made clear what my principles are here, and that is costs will go up for the wealthy and for big corporations and for hardworking middle class families. Costs will go down. A yes or no question that didn't get a yes or no answer. Senator Warren, I just want to say that I was surprised to hear that you did not agree with me that on this subject of what should be the rules around corporate responsibility for these big tech companies, when I called on Twitter to suspend Donald Trump's uh, account, that you did not agree, and I would I would urge you to join me. Sometimes I think that Senator Warren is, is more focused on being punitive or, or pitting some part of the country against the other. I'm really shocked at the notion that anyone thinks I'm punitive. Uh, look, I don't have a beef with billionaires. We need a wealth tax in order to make investments in the next generation. My son's statement speaks for itself. If it's not okay for a president's family to be involved in foreign businesses, why was it okay for your son when you were vice president? Look, uh, my son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Rudy Giuliani, the president, and his thugs have already proven that they, in fact, are flat lying. Hotspots around the world. What has happened in Syria is yet again Donald Trump selling folks 
out. And that's why do gotta go. And when I am commander in chief, we will stop this madness. Donald Trump has the blood of the Kurds on his hand, but so do many of the politicians in our country from both parties who have supported this ongoing regime change war in Syria that started in 2011. I think that is dead wrong. The slaughter going on in Syria is not a consequence of American presence. It's a consequence of a withdrawal and a betrayal. And when I was deployed, I knew one of the things keeping me safe was the fact that the flag on my shoulder represented a country known to keep its word. Think about how absurd it is that this president is caging kids on the border and effectively letting ISIS prisoners run free. We have ISIS. It's going to come here. They are going to, in fact, damage the United States of America. That's why we got involved in the first place. Huge monopolies protect small business and protect consumers. They don't know how this is going to affect their jobs. This is a disease of capitalism run amok. Have a 15 member court. Police violence is also gun violence. Women are the majority of the population in this country. People need to keep their hands off of women's bodies and let women make the decisions about their own lives. Thank you, Senator. How are we going to get it done? I'm going to say something that is probably going to offend some people here, but I'm the only one in the stage who's gotten anything really big done. But you know what you also got done? And I say this as a good friend. You got the disastrous war in Iraq done. You got a bankruptcy bill, which is hurting middle class families all over this country. You got trade agreements like NAFTA and PNCR with China done, which have cost us four million jobs. So you started this question with how you got something done. You know, following the financial crash of 2008, I had an idea for a consumer agency. And I went on the floor and got you votes. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. Senator Warren, do you want to respond? I am deeply grateful to President Obama who fought so hard to make sure that agency was passed into law. You did a hell of a job in your job. Thank you. (laughs) But understand this. Now to the issue of candidates and their health. I'm feeling great, but I would like to respond to that question. I want to start by saying... And Senator, uh, Senator Sanders is in favor of medical marijuana. I want to make sure that's clear as well. <laughs> Senator Sanders, this debate does tonight. mark your... <laughs> this debate... This debate, sir, does mark your... There was a funny moment there with Bernie Sanders, and he he got ahead of it, and, you know, he's planning that out. Knew it was going to come up, and uh, it was was a humorous exchange there. Um, The exchange between Tulsi Gabbard and Pete Buttigieg got a lot of play on the Internet, a lot of people, because both of them had very valid points. Um, Buttigieg was more wrong than she was. She was more right because, again, before we got involved in regime change in Syria, Syria had no issue keeping Turkey out of their borders, uh, at least in mass. There wasn't an incursion. Yes, Turkish troops would come across the border and assault the Kurds and vice versa, but Syria was able to keep Turkey in check until regime change policies of the Obama administration started, and then Syria essentially fell apart with that conflict. So Tulsi's more right than Pete is. Um, And Pete talked about the only thing that patched, the only thing keeping me safe was that people knew we were going to keep our word, which is really ironic to say when you're talking about the Kurds, because again, I have to point out, President uh, Bush Sr. abandoned the Kurds. Clinton abandoned the Kurds. Bush Jr. abandoned the Kurds. Obama abandoned the Kurds. And now you could argue that Trump is abandoning the Kurds, at least in one part of the country in Syria. So 
uh, you know, trying to make that claim that Pete Buttigieg was making was historically inaccurate, but um, it was a good exchange between both of them. A lot of people feel that Pete Buttigieg had his best performance last night. The question I posted was, was it too little or too late on Facebook? And a lot of you thought that his performance was flat like usual, but he had moments. Uh, and Tulsi Gabbard had moments as well. Tulsi Gabbard went after the New York Times and CNN. That was a great thing for her to do. Like I said, Tulsi Gabbard is too sane and too normal for the Democrats to nominate her. Uh, people are asking me if I felt she would be a, a running mate. I don't know. Um, I don't think that she is going to be well-received by the Democratic base. Tulsi Gabbard, let, let's just be clear here. Tulsi Gabbard is not a Democrat in the modern sense of what the Democratic Party has become. She's in the Zell Miller camp. She's a traditional Democrat, and traditional Democrats are not welcome in the modern Democratic Party. She's sticking it out. She's young. I, I give her credit for that. But ultimately, there's going to be a time where she has to realize that she's not going to be welcome in that party. Um, she's also not a Republican. So, you know, going to the Republican Party is not an option either. And so she may have to stick in the Democratic Party just because she's in Hawaii. And if you're a Democrat, you get elected in Hawaii. If you're not a Democrat, you don't. So um, that's just kind of, I think, where she's at. But the exchange that you just heard there between Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren had the consumer uh, protection uh, agency thing. And Joe Biden's like, I got you votes. And can you at least acknowledge that I got you votes? She's like, I'd like to thank Obama for his support. Just completely uh, ignored it. CNN did something to Tulsi Gabbard that got a lot of attention. Tulsi Gabbard was on her way to assassinating Elizabeth Warren like she assassinated Kamala Harris. And do you know what CNN did? They cut her off. And the internet blew up. Now, here's the thing. I don't care whose side you are on. I don't care if you're supporting anybody in there. There is no doubt Tulsi Gabbard ended Kamala Harris's political campaign. She's the one that did it. Kamala Harris walked into that debate as the front runner and the presumptive nominee, and Tulsi Gabbard has made her single digits in polling. Nobody else did that. Tulsi Gabbard did that. So Tulsi Gabbard is on her way doing that to Elizabeth Warren. CNN cuts her off. and Because, again, Elizabeth Warren is a presumptive nominee at this point in time uh, because she is... Um, taking over. We went over the national polling and things like that in the first part of the show. If you want to go back and listen to that, you're more than welcome to do so. But um, here's something else that I noticed. Remember that Elizabeth Warren's campaign sent letters to all the Democrats warning them not to attack her, not to be mean. And they all were. They all went for the jugular with Elizabeth Warren. And she didn't do very good. So um, when you look at who won last night, the front runners were not given passing marks. Uh, Joe Biden was a stammering mess like he has been, and that showed. So this is four debates now that he has been a stammering ignoramus, shall I say, uh, and confused and not sharp, uh, mentally deficient, you could argue. And so that's not going to bode well for him. Bernie was funny, but, you know, there's going to be health concerns about Bernie. The, the guy had a heart attack, for crying out loud. He's an old man. Um, I also feel that centrists in the country are not going to go to Bernie. So they know that. So they have to go with somebody who thinks like Bernie, shares his philosophy, but is arguing in a way that is deceptive, and that is Elizabeth Warren. She's the person that's doing that. Kamala Harris, I don't see I don't see her coming back. She had that really weird moment um, where we we played that in that clip, where all of a sudden she talked really urban, 
out of nowhere, miraculously, just in the middle of a, of a statement, just seemed really strange. People picked up on that. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that that just were really negative cues last night. The president basically said that, you know, last night's debate, he was tweeting about it, obviously. He goes, last night's debate proves they got nothing but impeachment. And he's probably got a point, to be honest with you. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday in the office, and I was looking at the congressional, the congressional um, outlook right now looking at all of the seats that were just flipped by the GOP in Louisiana, huge win for the GOP in a very blue state. It doesn't look good for the Democratic Party right now. Now, they've got plenty of time to change it around. They've got a year, okay? But right now, the Democrats are in big, big trouble. Their candidates are not great. Uh, The top-tier candidates, I should say, are not great. I'm wondering if a lot of these candidates have stuck it out to prevent people like Tulsi Gabbard, maybe even like a Buttigieg, from being able to surge at the end. And Buttigieg's campaign has now started to go for the jugular on Beto O'Rourke and a couple of others. But it might be too little too late. We'll have to see. But uh, don't expect some people to be dropping out. Beto should have dropped out a long time ago. He stuck it out because of the shooting in San Antonio. And I think he understands that this is his last hurrah and he's going to have to get out of this thing pretty soon. But I'm wondering if the DNC has allowed this thing to kind of labor on because they're hoping that the candidates will be splitting the vote enough to keep the the DNC's preferred candidates in the top tier, uh, which of course would be Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren at this point in time. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I don't know if you've noticed, but the temperature is a little bit cooler than it has been. We're heading into the season of sick, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for you to go ahead and go to Z-Bart of South Bend. Get your interior details so your vehicle gets all of the sand or whatever is in there from the beach and everything else over the summer. Uh, you know, your sweaty backside and all of that. It just sits there and emanates and makes your car stink, right? That's no fun. So go to Z-Bart of South Bend, get the interior detail, and then while you're there, have them do Germ Defender. This is a protective barrier that goes on the inside of your vehicle, which helps prevent your family from getting sick. It is an amazing thing. We noticed when we got this taken care of a couple of years ago for the first time, the number of times that we were sick throughout the year dropped dramatically. Because, uh, you know, kids are getting in, they're picking it up at school and, and all of that stuff. It just, it really did. It helped it spread from the family. It was great. Plus, your vehicle looks and smells brand new. They can do an exterior detail as well. Of course, the ceramic Z-gloss paint coating, I cannot recommend that highly enough. We have it on one of our vehicles. It's phenomenal. It not only makes your car look shinier than when it was brand new. Yes, that's true. It looks way better than brand new. But it also provides a protective coating. So, you know, you have to wash your car less. When you do get your car washed, you don't have to get the expensive car wash. You don't have to worry about waxing or polishing your car all the time. For seven years, your vehicle is protected. And it's not just protected looks-wise, but it's also protected from impacts, and it's impact and uh, dent resistant, and it, it provides all sorts of protection. It's UV rays, the elements. You're getting ready to drive around on the road with salt and sand and all that grime, and that ceramic Z-gloss paint coating is going to protect your vehicle's paint and protect your resale value. But it's also time to get your undercarriage treated. You want to prevent rust. I've told you the story. Our last vehicle literally snapped in half because it was never treated with rust pr- protection, and it cost us a lot of money. So get your rust protection done, your undercarriage treated at Z-Bart of South Bend. Let them know that I sent you. Again, Z-Bart of South Bend. 
Okay, uh, I forgot to do this in the 4 o'clock hour, so I'll do it now. In the first thousand days in office, the president has had a lot of positive accomplishments, uh, top of which is have to be the economy. And if if you're one of those people who thinks the economy isn't good right now, um, you're what we call an oxygen thief. You're unworthy of continuing to draw breath, okay? You're wasting everybody else's oxygen. You're just clueless. It's it's not true. The, the economy is phenomenal right now. It's going really good. Uh, and in fact, if you look at it, um, on November 8th, 2016, the Dow stood at 18,332. Since that date, the Dow has soared. It has had all-time record highs 107 times. Okay. Uh, let's see. It tied a record for the most all-time closing highs in a row. And that was, again, going back to the Reagan era. The Dow reached its fastest 500-point increase between major milestones under President Trump. Uh, there's all sorts of things that happened with the economy that was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you take a look at the job the job rate. The, uh, the job rate has been phenomenal. Unemployment rate has been, been great. Even the U6 number has been, been fantastic. Uh, the ratio of the GDP, debt to GDP, has decreased. It went from 105.3% when Obama left office to 103.2% at the end of the second quarter in 2019. Uh, Obama actually increased that ratio by 30%. Trump decreased it. Uh, I, I should say it happened under his watch, not him specifically. Uh, but you have to attribute a lot of this stuff to some of those policies. Obviously, deregulation was a big part of it. Uh, let's see. There was an increase of annual income of, of $5,000 per family on average. Uh, foreign policy victories. Um, obviously, North Korea is probably going to be the biggest one. We're having some issues in North Korea right now. But there's no there's no denying that North Korea's relationship with the world and with us is much better now than it ever has been going back before the Korean War. Uh, if you look at the trade deals that have happened in Asia, um, some of the trade deals that we have gotten with Asian countries have, again, been milestones. Uh, let's see. What do we have? Uh, I'm trying to look. At, I'm not going to give you the full list, obviously, because this is too long. And I want to do all of that. Uh, getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, that was a great success for us. Uh, the travel bans and, and restrictions were also positive. We ended up, um, I think, it, what's interesting is the Democrats last night, they were throwing in this debate, and they're talking, the ISIS and the Syrians are going to come here. Yeah, that's what they were doing during the migrant issue. Uh, remember, 80% of the Syrian migrants were not Syrian. And ISIS had infiltrated them, and we had proven, because we had testimony from government uh, government officials, that they were not actively screening, they weren't able to effectively screen all of those people who are trying to, to immigrate to Europe and to the United States. So it's kind of interesting the Democrats were talking about that last night. ISIS in Syria has been defeated. ISIS in uh, Iraq has been defeated. Um, the Taliban in Afghanistan have been uh, severely diminished when they had come back. Border walls being, um, being rebuilt and built in new sections. The military has been... Uh, increase, pay raises, also funding, Dakota pipelines. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we could really get into. Um, just been, it, there's a lot of successes, whether you like the man or not, there's a lot of successes that deserve to be at least reported on, and the press has chosen not to do that. we got a lot more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I have to tell you about Michiana Family Insurance. Look, if you own your own home, here's the thing. Actually, 
They do auto insurance, they do home insurance, they do life insurance, they do commercial insurance. So if you fall under any of those categories, you have to talk to Michiana Family Insurance. Now, this is a company who, again, real person's going to answer the phone, and that's going to be a big deal. Um, we were actually talking about some of the insurance companies that they actually insure through. When you go through the the national company, sometimes you don't get any help from corporate offices. But if you go through a local agent, you still have your insurance company uh, coverage through that company. But now you actually have somebody who's an advocate for you who's here in town. They can make the best recommendations for you when you call them up because they live in our community. They know what works, what doesn't work. They're flexible. And it's just it's an amazing experience. And I've been talking to several people who use Michiana Family Insurance, and they really do like them. I actually got an opportunity to meet them recently. I was very impressed. I'm going to be looking at uh, getting some insurance products through them. I've been shopping for a couple of different things, and that's going to be happening here soon. I've already made the decision uh, based on this. We just got to get all the paperwork and everything together. Look, they just know insurance. One of the things I was most impressed with is when I told them what I was looking for, they asked me a lot of questions instead of just telling me what they recommend and giving you some standard package. They were very specific about the questions they were asking me on what I actually wanted to get. So that way they can tailor it to what I'm actually looking to get as opposed to just, again, standardized package, which may not be the best for me. And even if you already have insurance, there's a good chance they can save you a lot of money and they can usually save over those so-called online deals. So again, if you are in the market for insurance in any of those categories or more, you can visit them online. Again, Michiana Family Insurance. Dot com. That's their website. Or you can call Michiana Family Insurance today at 231-1500. Again, give them a call at 231-1500 and let Michiana Family Insurance know that I sent you. All right. Uh, Mexico has met some migrants at their southern border with armed forces. Mexican soldiers, armed police, and migration officials blocked hundreds of migrants after they crossed the border from Guatemala in a caravan into southern Mexico this week. Uh, they detained dozens of them. Witnesses uh, confirmed all of this. The Mexican response in the border town of Metapa, which included dozens of soldiers, marked a toughening of the government's efforts to curb the flow of mainly Central American migrants. And this has been something that we have been seeing consistently now since the president threatened to to uh, you know lay the tariffs on Mexico. They have cooperated. They've turned away several caravans. They have absolutely stepped up their efforts at uh, their border and at our border. And it's a positive and welcome change over the last several decades where they were actually advocating and helping people come across our border illegally. This is a big difference. And, and their efforts now deserve to be acknowledged and recognized, which is why I keep giving you these updates. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Should be the theme song for Joe Biden. Where is my mind? Because he's lost it. It's, it's gone. Uh, although that song is too cool for Joe. So anyway, uh, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, about Southwest Vision Center. Of course, these are the people that I trust with my and my family's vision. You know, I just hit 40. Um, today's my wife's birthday, actually. So happy birthday, babe. And... You know, we are now going to be setting up an appointment because I told you they did a preliminary on my dry eye. I think I have dry eyes, so they did a preliminary thing, but they needed me to come back and do a full workup. Uh, my wife also has symptoms of dry eye, including not being able to see at night. And this is a very common problem in the United States. It usually goes undiagnosed, but it is highly treatable. And Southwest Vision Center has the expertise to take care of you and your family's vision. 
So dry eye affects many people. About 4.8 million Americans are diagnosed with it per year, but again, many more go undiagnosed. Um, but if you have trouble seeing at night, dry, itchy, uh, eyes that water excessively, by the way, are also a symptom of dry eye syndrome. And you can go ahead and have a full dry eye exam today at Southwest Vision Center. Of course, when you go there, please let me know. And by the way, some of you have HSA and flex money that will expire before the end of the year if you don't use it. So you can ask about how you can use those funds for treatment of dry eye and get yourself ready to be 2020 in 2020. Again, swvisioncenter.com is the website. And again, Southwest Vision Center, uh, that's that's who I trust. I mean, they're phenomenal over there. They're really good with kids, too. So make sure you let them know that I sent you Southwest Vision Center. The United Nations is running out of cash. You know, Remember, the United States stopped uh, footing the bill for everything over the U.N. And now the U.N. is saying, hey, um, we, we, might, uh, we might not be able to fill up our water coolers. Uh, we might have to cancel some meetings and slash some travel and everything else. So the U.N. has begun a series of cutbacks at the New York headquarters as uh, the United States, again, to stop funding every little thing that they did, which we never should have done. Uh, the United States has always funded the vast majority of the U.N., and we stopped doing that. If you got hundreds of countries involved in the organization, it's time that they all start funding it, too, uh, because if we're going to sit there and pay for everything, then obviously we should have uh, maybe two votes in the Security Council. <laughs> maybe we could do something like that, but they're not willing to do that. Uh, but again... Uh, we cut that significantly, and as a result, they're having to cut back even on water, which is weird because a lot of those countries, if just having normal water is a big thing, not bottled water. Anyway, here's Bill O'Reilly with the O'Reilly Update. 